always good for a show. Somebody else performing besides me would be fantastic. So let's eventually make our way to that big top. Not necessarily first, but eventually. Oh, I'm game. Well, yeah, that one's, sounds like a good time. When's the next show? As you take a look at the giant like bulletin board outside of the tent, that the next show actually begins in about five minutes or so. Come on, guys, let's do it. Hey. All right, I'll put my book down. I'm Puts down. it back in the backpack. Alonzo just hastily follows everybody else in. Everyone, make sure you take big steps. Why? Just to avoid poop. Oh, yeah. Can you sit? Can I sit by Alonzo, by the way, when we get in there? Can I save my seat? I have to go to the bathroom one more time. I'll be right back. I'll catch up. I'll I use my hammer. I use my hammer as a seat placer, just like Thor's hammer, just leaving it there. I swear, we're going to make this hammer sentient at some point in this campaign. Oh my god, please! I'm just, listen, I don't care what nobody says, the sentient hammer from Love and Thunder for it getting jealous was the most hilarious nonverbal communication to me ever. It was great. And it's just the slow turns. Of course I love you, but... Oh my goodness. Yeah, so... Joe is running to the bathroom. The, the other three of you, along with the hammer, find your place inside of this big tent. And as you guys get settled in and you begin to be seated, you start to hear, though it is more of a hushed murmur tone of people talking because there's enough people in this giant tent the small conversations begin to overlap each other. So it's like a small audible kind of noise that is coming from this tent as you hear multiple like small conversations being had all at once. So similar when you're in a like Broadway theater where the audience is talking to each other. And while it is in a lower tone because you have a multitude of people talking all at once, you start to hear the rada kind of stuff. I was watching Chowder the other day. Rada rada. <laughs> and of course, as you guys get settled into your seats, you are also overwhelmed with the smell of popcorn grow stronger as you see a bunch of popcorn vendors going through the aisles, selling it to a variety of children and individuals. And of course, there's also the overwhelming smell of sweet caramel apples also being sold <laughs> to others as well. It's very official, so to speak. <laughs> as you guys are surveying the area and getting in, I would like everyone to roll me a perception check real quick, please. Eight. Okay, so an eight for Lanza. Nineteen for me. Ooh, Ingrid with the nineteen for me. <laughs> So, Holden, what did you get again? 15, 1-5. Nice. And then show perception check, please. I think you might have to go... go Stop uh, it. I think you might have to go away from virtual dice for a little bit, buddy. <laughs> no, Jesus will make me pass or fail. We'd love to see it. Alrighty, so... Show... And Alonzo, you guys are just taking in the sights of the tent, so you're really not paying too much attention to uh, everything. However, Holden and Ingrid, as you two are looking around the tent, you notice towards the back of age area, for all and better tents purposes, where the acts come out before entering the giant 
central ring of the circus that's standing by this entry and exit point to the backstage area. You see a large half-orc woman with a partially shaved head, folding her arms a little bit, just looking around a little bit, looking at the crowd, just looking very... Basically, she looks like she's on duty. She's looking anything and everything. And and as you continue to look at her, peep, peeping out of the tent, you see a very more frail looking half elf wearing a giant top hat who kind of whispers something to this half orc where she then proceeds to walk backstage and disappear behind the curtain a little bit and then after a couple minutes proceeds to come back out as well so that is what with your perception check so as you all are are getting settled in Ingrid and Holden, you once again notice the half-orc woman, but this time she begins walking around the perimeter. And as she's eyeing, she makes eye contact with you four, and she slowly walks up the stairs of the bleachers and just looks at the four of you and just says, I know this is I know this is a bit sudden, but if you four could follow me backstage, please. Stranger danger, stranger danger. Do you say this out loud, Holden? <laughs> sure, I'll say it out loud. So this half-orc woman looks, at first she looks at you, Holden, and gives you the, oh, sweetie, eyes is, oh, sweetie. But then gives out a little bit of a chuckle. It's just like, I like you. It's like, you may not be the brightest crayon in the box, but I like you. <laughs> yes, don't mind him. We'll be happy to go with you and get a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> Alonzo's all too excited. Of course she is. Did Show get back from pooping? Yeah, he's been back for a couple minutes. <laughs> okay, just making sure that we're not leaving him behind. I'm here. <laughs> so. Comes back to the glaciers and no one's there. Oh my goodness. So as the four of you get up and you're following this half-orc woman without even breaking eye contact as she is focused on leading you all to this backstage area, she's, oh, by the name, my name is Pasha. I'm the circus's security guard. Don't try anything funny. Or do. Unless you're a clown, don't try any funny business. <laughs> so as Pasha kind of leads you four through the backstage area of the tent, you, how do I describe this? Upon entering the backstage area, you are greeted with what one can only describe as controlled chaos backstage. So what do you see? So you see a but so you see three halfling like gymnasts finishing a routine where they're stacked up on top of each other and doing flips and all that stuff. You see a long more plump size human woman with a long beard kind of in a corset practicing her operatic skills. You see a you see a pair of tieflings juggling knives back and forth to each other. And surprisingly, you also see what mostly catches your eye is you all see a young human girl who looks to be about 12 she has a caramel skin complexion and she's got 
she has like cute like afro puff braids going on as well and she's holding a hula hoop as you see her doing animal tricks but as you take a look at the her animal she's handling you see it to be not about this is probably about the size of a dog but it is a dog-sized owl bear that she is commanding to jump through these hoops just as a little bit of a spoiler this is a homebrew class there is an option as a ranger you can be an owl bear tamer if you would like so that is an option in case you want a multi-class down the road but we'll get there in a little bit because Tavern Tales actually comes with two subclasses, one for the Ranger, one for the Warlock. It is a lot of fun. But <laughs> as you are greeted with the sights and the sounds of this controlled chaos. So Holden and Ingrid, you see a familiar sight of a frail looking half elf like running around. OK, you need to go here. You need to go here. So this is the same half elf you two saw from the stands peek his head out when he was talking to Pasha earlier and he's just like, OK, there's OK. We got that settled. We got that settled. But oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? He's very like a nervous wreck because it's almost showtime. And Pasha's just like, boss, I, I've returned as like, OK, oh, good. Pasha, did you do what I and then as he looks over? Oh, thank goodness. And so the half elf kind of walks over to you for takes off his top hat, like bows, like ceremoniously like overacting, phoning it in a little bit is, oh, guests, thank you so much. My name is Richie. I am the owner of this circus. I hate to ask this, but y y you four seem capable, at least from what I've been told from the f people at the food stalls and the games. I'm a bit of in a bind, and I was wondering if you four would be so kind and lend me whatever abilities that you have and be my performers for the for the performance. I promise it's not going to be a lot. I just need you guys are going to do something simple. I promise. Looking at me, what made you think I could do something like that? I mean, I do feel like I'm returning back to my home base here, so this could be fun. Although I was hoping to get a show, not be a show. Giggity. Me too. I was really looking forward to watching. I promise to pay you if you say yes. Sounds great. Sure. Do you have any boulders? Like when you say boulder, are we talking about like actual giant rock boulder? Is this like a slang term I'm not used to? Like if you have a boulder, you have a boulder, sir. I mean, there's only one kind of boulder. Richie just looks at you holding and she's just like, if that's what you want as payment, sure, I can get you a boulder. No, I don't want it as payment. I want you to put it in the middle of the ring now. Oh, OK. Give me one sec. And you just see Richie take off his hat a little bit. It's like, where did I put this? Where are you? Throws it out. There's like a rubber duck. No, not that. Throws out like the multiple scarves trick. No, not that. Where is it? Ah, here it is. You may want to stand back a little bit. And he strains himself a little bit as he pulls out this giant boulder out of his hat and it just lands and thuds on the ground where it creates this comedic effect upon the hitting the ground like everyone else jumps up two feet before landing back down. <laughs> Will this suffice? Is it about as tall as I am? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Perfect. So here's what I need. And first looks over at you, Holden. Does this bolter have anything to do with what you would like to do as far as the performance goes, or you just wanted a boulder? If I'm an earth genasi, I can walk through. I can literally walk through an earth wall. I could like just gonna do it 
trap teleportation thing. Oh, okay. Now that makes total sense now that you've explained it to me. Okay. Do you have a bouncy ball? I mean, what color? And just like... <laughs> give, like just one. Just one. I don't care. Just one. Let's see what comes out. Turns the hat over to shake it out a little bit and out comes like a yellow ball. Perfect. I can make do with this. Okay. So it seems we got that covered. Looks up for you at Alonza. So tell me, what can you do? <laughs> She looks up at you with this giant hammer over her back, and it's looking up at you, and just goes, I can hit things. You know what? Our, usually the person that we have who fires our clowns out of the cannon by hitting the back of it is unavailable. Would you like to hit clowns out of cannons? Yes! <laughs> okay, so we've got that. And so Richie looks over to you, Ingrid and it's just like, is there anything specific that you can do or would like to do? I can have you be with other acts if you like. You can help out backstage, get everyone together. What is your set of skills? I'm a doctor. I know about medicine. I don't know what else I can do. On stage surgery. Oh my gosh. Like I'm just imagining like the old school clowns, just like the fake comedic surgery. It's just like I can play operation. You know what? I might have an idea for you. Madam Wasani, if you would come here, please. You all see like this elderly kind of woman, like a beehive kind of hairdo hair is like salt and pepper gray. She's walking with a little bit of a cane. You see that she is adorned in a very colorful kind of purple and orangey kind of pattern. Essentially, the nicest way of putting it, she's basically this fantasy version of a Witch doctor, so to speak. <laughs> but she's she looks like a very sweet old lady. She's just so. Matin Wasani has this thing where she just she summons the spirits as she puts an air as he puts an air quotes. But it's more just throwing things into a pot and making like fun images pop out with her magic. You could help her with that if you would like. Yes, I would love that. Cool. Okay, and then that just leaves. What about you? And as Richie turns to you, show his eyes just get wide as I can't believe it. I'm sorry. Are, do you happen to be Shogram? The one and only. Thank you for finally noticing. Oh yes, this is gonna be great. As Richie looks at you a little bit, Shogram, show, it's just, I've heard so many great things about you, how amazing of a performer you are. Your name is so well known within the circus and the carnivals across the Forgotten Realms. Though I am quite surprised to see you here. Why aren't you with your circus? Buy me a drink or four later, and maybe we can talk a little bit more deeply about that. It's a sad, long story. Fair enough, and I'm going to hold you to that. But I can't believe I actually have the show here. And you can see Richie is just like fanboying, fanboying here. Oh, apologies. Show, what would sh is there anything specific you would like to do? Other than running the entire show, I'm more of a small show than a big show. I have more of the fortune telling, <laughs> more of the storytelling. But throw me wherever you need me, and I promise I'll make it worth your while. How would you... Now, I know this is a big thing, but I'm cool with kind of just seeing and making sure everything's good back here and pulls out from his hat another hat. 
How would you like to be tonight's MC? <laughs> Is it even a question? Can I go to the bathroom before we start, though? Sure. Just go down the hall to the right. <laughs> Five minutes. I'll be right back. I know more of that mystery meat if you want some. <laughs> so, Michelle goes to the bathroom. The rest of you either begin practicing or begin to listen to the acts that you will be working with. So for so let me for just for my notes. So let me get this straight into my notes. So Holden, you're going to do some sort of teleportation trick with the boulder and the ball. Okay. so have you ever seen the movie The Prestige? Yes. Okay, so you've seen the door trick, right? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so instead of you know, holding door, the door trick, with the door trick, it's basically he throws a bouncy ball and it bounces and he walks through the door and then it's 10 feet apart and, oh, look, he's on the other side of the, with space between it, he opens the other door and grabs the ball. So it's basically that, but instead of, a door being the thing. It's a giant rock in between me and the, and the, so it'll basically be me merging with stone going through the rock and catching the ball. Awesome. That's going to be awesome. Alrighty. So you're going to be doing that. Ingrid, you're going to help with the voodoo doctor part of the show by just helping throw in the right concoctions into the cauldron to make the things happen. Alonzo, you get the awesome duty of hitting clowns and gymnasts out of cannons with your mallet. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, show you get to MC the whole thing. Alrighty, so here's how this is going to work. As the MC, show you are going to, so with your three compatriots that are here tonight, you are going to be holding the you're going to be holding MC down, so you're going to be the one to introduce them. And this is how it's going to work. So each of the, you guys, at when it's your turn, you guys are going to roll me performance checks to see how well you do. Now, what I will say is if show through his if Casey through his character is able to MC it up really well and I like it in between each acts. I will award whoever is performing next an advantage on their performance role, but it's going to come down. To yeah, Casey, I figured you're cool with it, but I'm going to have you roll with this. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to challenge you a little bit because I want to. I'm very interested to see how well you can be a thespian and perform your little heart out. He is a bard. Right? Do, my best. do my best. Right. My character is a bard. Don't worry. Like, I'm not that I'm not going to be like, nah, that was horrible. You fail. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So as everyone kind of gets into place, <laughs> the lights inside the circus tent begin to go down. And like the stereotypical, you have one spotlight and then the second one and the third one kind of just like move in the circular pattern around the center of the stage before all three converge into the center spotlight. And you know what? Show, I'm going to let you have the floor, so it is all yours. Listen, far and near, you've come to see a show, and you've see, you'll see one here. For the very first time on the stage before you, me and my friends will perform 
for you. First up. Can I announce the first up? <laughs> yeah, so you get to choose who's going to go first. So we start off today with something going through the air. Everyone's favorite clowns. Go here and go there. My good friend Alonzo, she fell off a bull, but watch her shoot him through the air and make you feel full. I love it. So, Alonzo, you will be first up. You get advantage <laughs> on your performance check. So roll me performance, please, with advantage. All right. Performance with advantage. That'll be a 19. Oh, yes, that definitely is a success. Why don't you narrate what this act looks like with the clowns and the gymnasts? Ooh, as the clowns are all coming out, they're riding around on tricycles, they're making people laugh, things are getting set up in the background, and what you see before before you are three, they look like targets, but below them are large baskets. And Alonzo's gonna play a little bit of cannon basketball with these with these clouds. And so he's so she sets up the first one and aims it towards the smallest hoop. As he go, as she goes ahead, slams down on the button as the clown gets shot out, does a couple somersaults and dives right into the hoop with no issue. The second one a little bit higher Alonzo takes a little bit of a kick to the uh, the cannon as it starts aiming up a little bit higher than what the target is. As she slams down on the second button, the clown goes shooting almost straight up in the air. And through a somersault comes back down, going through the basket perfectly into a pool of water. Finally, the last basket, as she is the furthest away and the tallest, as she begins to aim it as precisely as she can get. She then runs up into the stands and gets halfway, starts running down the stairs, gets halfway down, jumps off and does a jumping slam onto the final button that sends this clown out into the air but doesn't go through the basket. Instead, hits the target on the backboard and just goes straight through it out of the tent. <laughs> Hopefully knowing that cloud is about to hit the mechanical bull rider mechanic person on the other yeah. side. So we cut through after the clown exits. Hank goes through the target and goes through the tent itself. We cut outside where this clown is just like... And as we cut to the... Mechanical bull operator is just operating the mechanical bull where all of a sudden it turns around because it just hears an incoming yell. It's just, uh, and the clown just literally crashes into the step stool once again as the mechanical bull operator just falls flat onto his back and is just staring up at the <laughs> sky. It's just, I shouldn't have left clown. I shouldn't have left a medical school for this. <laughs> And, it's just, and as this happens, Alonza, and you finish, the crowd just, 
ends up in an aurorous of an applause as they are just cheering for the magnificent feat of you just literally shooting clowns out of a cannon. <laughs> and as you take your bow a little bit, the spotlights go from you back to the center stage. Show, take it away. Bubble, soup, and stew. Doctor's hands for witch's brew. Ingrid wouldn't eat my candy or even offer me a... It's voodoo hoodoo for you do and you do. Ingrid. Yes, that gets advantage as well. Ingrid, roll me a performance with advantage, which means you roll twice and you get to use the higher number of the two. 13. Okay, so that will be a success. (laughs) So Ingrid, the you and our good old witch doctor. Find your, both of yourselves around this cauldron and you are just next to what looks to be a bunch of different colored vials and beakers and all sorts. As you see our good old madam begin to move her arms a little bit and start to chant in some sort of language and you begin to hand her the different potions and beakers as she is slowly throwing them in and conjuring this up. Ingrid, I'm going to give you a little bit of creative control. So what kinds of things come out of this cauldron when all the chemicals hit? What are some images that kind of puff up around the circus for the the kind of floating over the audience? So what comes to my mind is like in Pocahontas, whenever they have like the animals come out of the smoke and stuff. So... You see, like, birds. Bobcat, a bear. Yeah. see horses, stuff like that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that is awesome. So as this is happening, Ingrid, you and the madam look around the audience as these, not necessarily spectral, but these concoctions run around above and near the audience. And Ingrid, you catch a lot of the younger children in the audience, their eyes just lighting up with all the animals like you see them reaching out to try to touch them as well. And after a couple of minutes of just all these animals running around, they begin to come to the center of the ring and they all begin to run and start blending in with each other as the various colored clouds of these animals begin to form a non-lethal color cloud kind of cyclone and tornado and as they begin to coalesce and the cloud begins to expand it bursts into basically it bursts into shimmering powder as it kind of rains particle dust of various colors that also because of the spotlights are the light is glinting off of these particles and just creating like this rainbow effect like the same thing when you have a stained glass window and it's very bright outside the sun peeking through the stained glass making the colors shine so all these particles with the mixture of the light just shine an iridescent kind of rainbow of colors across the tent And you and Madam take your bows as the lights once again turn back to show. So well done. So show. show. Final Final round. round. Show wanders casually over to this very large boulder that's sitting right at the middle and brushes it with his hand. He will not roll, but he will rock. But will he lift it with his hand? Holden Door is such a hero. Watch him own this boulder like it's zero. 
Yes. Advantage. Hold it. Go ahead and roll me a performance check with advantage, please. I didn't trust the digital dice. That's an eight. Oh, buddy. Okay. Unfortunately, that does not meet the DC requirement to succeed, but I still want you to narrate. So, Holden, why don't you narrate your trick, but then give me the complication of how it doesn't necessarily go as planned. Okay, so Holden's just like, I'm going to go through this boulder and catch this ball, and he throws the ball down and it starts bouncing across the ring, and he touches the boulder like, ah. Oh man, it won't let me in. And it just goes in. And at the right as the ball's about to get to the other side of the boulder, you see his head pop out, a bit of his hand pop out, and then he just stuck. Oh my goodness. There's Hold nothing it. to see here, people. There's nothing to see. Show's <laughs> over. Get some cotton candy. It's great. As the clouds come in and push the boulder off to the side a little bit backstage. And you just, yeah, exactly. So as the clouds push you and your boulder off stage, show you get to wrap this up. So why don't you give us our final epic like <laughs> monologue at the end of the show? We would like to thank all of the little people and the big people and the bigger people and the biggest people today for coming to our show. We are but a troop of merrily travelers and would enjoy having as much cotton candy and fried rats as we can have, but it takes money to do that. And so leave your coin at the hat of the door and we will bother you here no more. And as you take your bow show, as well as the rest of y'all, Midas Holden, because he's still stuck in the boulder at the moment. They will they wheel the boulder back out, so <laughs> like he's still stuck in, but is trying to bow at the same time. Oh, my my arm's a little bit past now, and I can just do this. Yeah. Wave <laughs> with my elbow with a little bit past my elbow. Yes, I love it so much. And as you all take your bow, <laughs> the audience, even Thankfully, even though Holden's trick didn't go as planned, they didn't know any better and they thought that it was just a comedy act. And so they got a kick out of it. But as all of you take a bow, the audience just erupts in a applause with people and creatures of all ages, races, creeds, whatever you want to call it. They are all up on their feet as they applaud the performance. And as you all are taking your bows, the confetti cannons from behind the stage begin to explode as confetti begins to (laughs) fall from the sky. And the audience is just throwing tons of coins and money and all kinds of goodness into the ring. I will get you all that at the end. But as you take in the applause of the crowd and adulation, you wonder to yourself, everything seems to be going pretty good. And the fact you found yourself involved into the performance What can possibly be hiding underneath this circus? And what kinds of things are you supposed to be on the lookout for? Everything seems to be on the up and up. But I need everyone really quickly to roll me a perception check, please. Five. Oh, no. no. Sixteen. Cool. Twenty-four. Okay. Twenty-two. 
Nice. Okay. <laughs> so, Shell, you're just taking in the adulation. It's been quite a bit since you've had the audience just cheering for you. And you're also just picking up some coins and putting it in your pocket and just be like, don't let free money go to waste. The other three, so Alonza, Ingrid, and Holden, for some reason, stuck in a boulder still. <laughs> the three of you, as you're kind of taking in the applause and you're just looking around, you see that the far entrance of the tent, you see this, you see the young owl bear tamer with her owl bear kind of standing next to her. And as you make eye contact with her, she looks she looks a little bit disappointed and a little bit of a feeling of first she's surprised. And then that surprise joy fades into a little bit of a worry and disappointment phase as she pats her owl bear on the back and they both turn and they exit the front of the tent. And as you wonder exactly what that can all mean, we're going to end the session there for tonight. <laughs> so, <laughs> da 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 da. Yay. Oh my goodness, that was a lot of fun. But that is going to conclude another episode of Tavern Tales. When we come back next time, we will get to see what our other half of the party was up to for a little bit. And then we will see what exactly was that all about with our little owl bear tamer. What does she know? Why was she disappointed? What exactly is going on around here? What can possibly go wrong is always my question to ask. You're going to have to tune in to the next episode of Tavern Tales in order to figure all that out. This has been Mikey, and from all of my players here, as well as the rest of us from Vibe Tribe Productions, remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, let the good times roll. We'll see you at the next episode, but until then... Ta-ta for now. This has been a Vibe Tribe production. Remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, keep those good times rolling. We'll see you next time.